0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
1: This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time! Oh, no. Oh,
1: I finished these
2: fights.
0: Give a hell yeah.
2: Top Rope Nation. Learn to love it. It's the best thing going today.
1: We may not be the most punctual podcast lately, but ladies and gentlemen, Top Rope Nation is on the air three weeks later. It's been a while. Summertime's crazy. We're finally back. Thank you for tuning in. If you guys have never watched Top Robe Nation, we appreciate your support. If you are a listener, thank you to all 21,000 of you that watched our last show on YouTube a few weeks ago. We appreciate your support. Thanks for subscribing. If you're not a subscriber, go uh, go ahead and hit the subscribe button down there below the video player. If you're listening on audio, thanks for joining us on demand, whether you're on Podbean, iTunes, TopRobePress.com. Appreciate your support. We're going to be talking to all things in pro wrestling tonight, and I am joined by, I gotta say, us three, we might be the most handsome podcasting trio on YouTube, on the internet for that matter. I'm Ravishing Ryan Drosty of com. joined here first by hot stuff, Kyle Ross. Kyle, what's going on tonight? What's not going on? Those sunglasses. Ever since you put those sunglasses on, Kyle, this show has been doing crazy numbers. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'll do anything. There's no gimmick that I won't leave unturned. Yes. (laughs) And uh, next to him in the video player, if you're watching us on YouTube, you see juicy Justin (laughs) Joint himself with a new backdrop. What is behind you there, Justin?
2: Where are you? Uh, I'm in my dining room, and that would be my liquor cabinet.
1: (laughs) So He's going to go through at least two-thirds of those bottles tonight, so make sure you stick around. If you're tuning in, like I said, stick with us. We think you'll enjoy the show. We're talking WWE. We talk New Japan once in a while when stuff's going on that we actually have time to watch Ring of Honor. Even less, but sometimes Ring of Honor. We got a lot to catch up on. I was off the mainland, if you can't tell by my t-shirt. I was in Hawaii um, the last couple of weeks, so we couldn't do a show. I miss Great Balls of Fire. I heard decent reviews on it. What did you guys think of that pay-per-view overall? Kyle, what'd you think
0: of the show? I was a little disappointed, but that was just because I had increased expectations for a B show, but I would say for like a brand only show, you know, even going back to the previous brand extension, there isn't one that I'd look forward to that much. And I don't know. I mean, that that may have been the one I'd look for. I mean, certainly in the new brand, which is obviously only a year old, I don't think there was a brand only pay-per-view I'd look forward to that much. And I think because of those expectations, maybe it fell a little short, but it was still a good show overall. Raw, I mean, has... I mean, we've talked about it a lot, has really surpassed SmackDown in 2017.
1: Yeah, we're going to... I think later in the show tonight, we're going to talk a little bit... Kind of, We're about a year away from uh, when the brand split was officially launched, which also means more. this week.
0: That, that also means this podcast is almost exactly a year old. Ba- Battleground was the first... Because they did, that was when they did the Shield three way. That's right. Last year that Ambrose won, um, that basically gave SmackDown the WWE title. And then they would, Raw would go on to create the Universal title. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I thought, you know, going in, our last show actually was previewing Great Balls of Fire. And uh, I was pretty excited for, I mean, as far as I haven't been that motivated to watch the show just because uh, I've heard varying degrees of. People saying, oh, it was a great show. You only need to watch like two matches off the show. Justin, you told me like three matches. If I watched three matches off of that show, I'd be good to go.
2: Yeah, I actually missed it live. And so I just went back and I only watched uh, the 30-minute Iron Man match, which 12 minutes of that is fantastic. Uh, then the Braun and Roman match. I like that and, take. And uh, then, of course, the fantastic uh, Lesnar's joe match was was great. I, mean, six I really
0: like that. 12 of the 30 minutes were fed That's a great way to describe that match because that, that's really true. Like 12 like it was kind of boring in parts but then there was like I had a couple buddies over who like aren't huge in the product but like follow it know the people and like I had this one guy who's like really into the Iron Man gimmick which is odd because that's usually like a killer for the quote unquote casual audience. They said, you know, if you go back to like Brett and Sean Meltzer always talks about how the crowd was like leaving early in the match um, but yeah I thought that too like it had a hot finish and there were parts definitely dragged it was a divisive match on my Twitter feed I mean I don't wanna,
1: I don't want to put myself over anything but I did once wrestle in a 30 minute Ironman match in my backyard wrestling Federation so I'm kind of an expert on these things okay all right hold
0: on <laughs> I'm hijacking this show and I'm gonna hijack it right now Last night, on the, I went to the Indians game with my dad and a couple of his friends, and I got an Uber home. And this guy was like t- terrible; it took forever to pick me up. Make a long story even longer. He finally gets me, gets my spot. It was a busy spot outside the stadium, and the car kind of like reeked like oregano or something like that, or like something I don't know, but. Then he starts talking. He's like one of these guys, way too chatty. He's like, Yeah, you know, I have all kinds of great conversations with my driver, especially if they like pro wrestling. I'm like, And then (laughs) I made what I am now referring to as the biggest mistake of my life by saying, I'm like, Oh, you're big pro wrestling. I love pro wrestling. The next 15 minutes of my life, do I have my phone on me? Damn it, I don't. I don't. I was texting my buddy. I was giving like a lot. Like I was literally just burying this drop, my Uber driver to my buddy via text. Like he apparently, the reason I brought this up when you mentioned backyard fed, he's apparently the intercontinental champion of some local organization here in the area. Oh, currently he is. Yes. My God. His name is the Lionheart, which yes, he's a Chris Jericho fan. I love how he had to reiterate that. I'm like, yeah, I got that buddy. And, uh, (laughs) um, He he showed me footage of him. That this was not a well-attended, well-attended event that it was uh, that he he won, and he won with one of the worst super kicks I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you should have totally big time this guy. Like, do you do you know who I am? No, I, I just I, I I was I it was like it was one of those things. I said, oh, I love pro wrestling. And I was like, oh god damn it! So I can't believe I just said that. I just like I want. I should have just been like, oh, I never. Yeah, I don't really know what
2: pro wrestling is. What are the chances that belts actually ever been defended outside of his uh, zip code? I don't know, man. Huh? I don't know. Intercontinental. What, what did
0: he, what did he, he, he's like, you know, I really like some of this eye candy Vince has been bringing in, you know. I was like, oh, God, kill me now. <laughs> oh, this guy was bad. If he was one of, you know what, if he's one of the 21,000 people who downloaded this podcast last time, he could be, and we lose a listener, I'm okay with it personally. This guy <laughs> was bad. <laughs>
1: I, uh, when I was in Hawaii, so when I was in Maui, we didn't do any really, uh, we did Uber one time cause we went to a Luau and did a lot of adult beverage partaking. Mm-hmm. But, uh, when we were in Honolulu, we took Uber and Lyft quite a bit and I had some interesting characters
0: there as well. I did not bring up pro wrestling. However, yeah, usually they're just like, whatever. It's pretty bland, but this guy was bad. Like it was just, God, I can't remember. I, I wish I had my phone on me cause I was literally just live tweeting or uh, live texting to my buddy. Just for how awful this guy was. <laughs> Oh, uh, there's certain types of people where you're like,
1: you, you. If you find out they're a pro wrestling fan, you're not getting away. Like the whole rest of the night. That's
0: he crazy. reminded me of this guy. It actually, if so, he's the voice was very similar. I was at a Ring of Honor show. This was ten years ago, at least. It was more than ten years ago. It was in Dayton. Was very hot building. And I'm at the. Uh, I'm in line to get a get a beer. And I had some DVDs that I had purchased. It was the, uh, remember when Paul Heyman booked OVW for that cup of coffee? Mm-hmm. It was like, Oh five. It was oh, like yeah. CM Punk was in it. Mr. Anderson was in it that time period. So I had these DVDs and this guy was just like standing there by himself and just dying to talk to somebody. Obviously walks up to me. He's like, "OVW, huh? I'm like, Oh no. He's like, yeah, I went down to Louisville a few times, caught a few shows. I uh, Remember a guy down there by the name of Prototype, but you know him as John Cena. I'm like, oh, no. And then he's like, there was another guy down there. Went by the name of Leviathan, but you know him as Batista. I was like, oh my God. fuck me. And, like, I'm in line for a beer, so I can't run away from the guy, you know. <laughs>
1: There's nothing worse than when, like, a fellow pro wrestling fan likes to pretend you don't know, you do not know any of this. Like, this is the first time this guy prototype. Who, Ryan? John Cena. Yeah.
2: Ryan, didn't somebody do that to us last weekend at the uh, Hall of Fame show? He came up. Yeah.
1: We were standing right by the beer cart, actually. Same thing. (laughs) But you know. Yeah, what did he say again, Justin?
2: I can't remember. I can't remember. All all I know is I became best friends with Jason Jordan later that night.
1: (laughs) Justin and I were drinking at a local brewery at the table next to Jason Jordan and Chad Gable. So there is no dissension in their tag team. I must tell you as an eyewitness. Uh, God. Yeah. We went to the Tragos Thez hall of fame, went to the the impact pro wrestling uh, show last Friday night, Justin and I did. And, uh, we tried to convince Kyle to make the drive to Iowa, but his wife is due uh, within the next couple of weeks, so yes. we understand. Maybe next year. Uh, but yeah, we were standing by the like the alcohol area as usual, and uh, this very heavy set man walked in front of us, and <laughs> I remember Justin, Justin was to my left, and he kind of stopped and started talking to you.
2: Yeah, what yeah. did he say? I was wearing my Seth Rollins shirt. He's like Seth Rollins, you know. Uh, he used to be. Colac, he's from Davenport, Iowa. Oh, yeah, that's right. Dude, I'm wearing a Seth Rollins <laughs> shirt. I'm in Iowa. Yeah, I think I know that information.
1: Oh, that's bad. We're oh, wrestling man, fans yeah. in Iowa. Like, the only big star in our era ever promoted from the state of Iowa. Like, holy shit, Seth Rollins is from Iowa? Yeah, You don't say.
0: <laughs> Remember a guy? Yeah, no, he's team with a guy. He used to saw John Moxley, but you know him as Dean Ambrose.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. This is the hardest I've ever laughed on the show. <laughs> what the hell were we talking oh, about? I oh, a yeah. A guy
0: named Chris Hero, but you know him as Cash Sono. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine, like, dudes doing this in, like, 1983? <laughs> I remember, oh, I remember watching a guy named Sterling Golden, but you know him as Hulk Hogan.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Saw <laughs> him so on the big screen. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know he was in Rocky Three? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, geez. What were we talking about? Oh yeah, thirty minute the thirty minute Ironman match. Yeah. Whoops, oh. that was a
0: little... <laughs>
1: I, was, I was gonna say. So you said like twelve of the thirty minutes were great, and I was thinking like you know as an educator, if I was passing back tests to my students sometime, kid gets like twelve out of thirty on a, a quiz, it would be great to be like, you know, you're
0: really terrible, but. Twelve out of thirty. The twelve of those questions were fantastic. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, it's not like the other eighteen were horrible. It's just like they were kind of boring and stuff like that. So, yeah, but um, yeah.
1: yeah, overall, I have not seen that show. I did watch oh. most of Battleground.
0: I was I was very underwhelmed with that show. Yeah, I I think that was conversely probably the most poorly reviewed. I think we can all agree, brand show. Yeah, SmackDown's been strong, although it seems like they kind of took inventory. That that show, you know, Michael Hayes, I think, tweeted something to Road Dogg like, yeah, yeah, the show fell short of our expectations. No big deal. It happens. But we got him back the next night. And SmackDown so was really good, I thought, on Tuesday. Yeah. It was one of the best ones in a while. And then the next week, which I will be there live, um, looks like Aww. it's going to be really good, too. But, um, yeah, I, I think Battleground was as poorly received as any brand only paper. Right. I, I don't even think that it's a debate because most of the. Smackdown ones were pretty good late last year. Yeah. Well,
1: one thing we got to say is Roman Reigns has killed the Philadelphia crowd. No doubt about it. That crowd was terrible. Like, what happened to the legendary Philadelphia okay. wrestling so, crowd? Like
0: I want to talk about. So I'll bring it back to a few shows ago that we did when we previewed what was what was the two smack Money in the Bank. We previewed Money in the Bank. And remember, I made a point about the Mahal-Orton match there when I said, you know, WWE does this too often where they have a baby face as the challenger, and, like, no one really, A, expects him or even, B, wants him to win. And I think that that problem was even, like, exacerbated even more going on this show. Like, no one thought Orton would... I mean, they did the gimmick match, which didn't work. You know, there were people who said they couldn't see live, and it... it didn't make for a good match. But I think overall the problem going into Battleground was no one bought Randy Orton as going to win and and I don't think anyone really wanted him to win. I'm sure there were some, but Ryan Philippe, but you know, not many
2: others. I mean, there there was a lot more wrong with that show than just that match. I mean, it started off with that uh, tremendous tag team match. Yeah, I
0: thought I freaking Meltzer was like, it wasn't that good. Dave Meltzer hit the bricks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that, was a real, like,
0: that match was better than the Iron Man tag.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, That, that was yeah. one of the yeah. best tag matches of the year. In my yeah,
0: idea. I mean, the Usos, you know, I was kind of, was I the only one who, who was thinking this? I wanted the Usos to retain. I, I just, I, I think they just deserve a really nice, you know, I, I thought the work they'd done that they've done is, is so good that they deserve to have that run go a little longer, but you know, we know they always like to change at least one title on these shows. So.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I would have liked to see a win, but I thought the match is excellent <laughs> after that match. I thought it was going to be a really good pay-per-view, but, uh, well, they,
2: they yeah. had the weird ending with, uh, styles and Owens were just, well, kind yeah, of they up. screwed that up. Is so, that what, I mean, well,
0: yeah, I mean, other than Dave Meltzer, I think everyone else is pretty much reporting that, styles forgot to get his shoulder up and the ref oh. counted as a shoot wow mm-hmm.
2: apparently he yeah. stood in the ring afterwards for quite yeah a
0: and he was and, and there was there's some footage of what was the next match rusev cena there was a lot of confusion going on like getting the flags and stuff like, like the like there was pretty much chaos backstage is what i guess was going on and and you know so i'm like all right well we'll f- when people started Talking about that on Twitter, okay, that the finish was fucked up. That I was like, well, we'll see. If it was fucked up, they'll probably go back to Styles on Tuesday. And they did. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think I that right tells you right there. They yeah, the title especially after they later. had just done a house show title change. Yeah. Which, by the way, I loved. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know it was MSG, it was a special show, but, you know, for live event business, it's not a bad idea to change a title every once in a while. You got so many of these things.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I I love it when they do live event changes.
2: Christian won a uh, an intercontinental title at a uh, in Des Moines here in Iowa mm-hmm. years
0: ago. Yeah. That was like the last one too. I think they'd done. <laughs> yeah, I mean Bret
1: Hart won his first world title at a, you know, an untelevised show, so you can certainly do it. I wasn't
0: a when I found out about that I was in a like I don't know what the chain was like an old like circuit city or something. Like I was TV shopping with my parents. I just remember they had like all these TVs and I felt like they had wrestling on in the store and like, I'm standing there watching it. And mean gene comes on announcing Brett Hart's the new champion. True story. That's how I found out. <laughs> We're going to so- talk about Bret Hart later in the show, because
1: this is, this month is the 20 year anniversary of the great in your house, Canadian stampede. So I want to mention that later in the show. We'll- oh, We will definitely get to that. I think, by the way, speaking of crowds, I think the crowd in Calgary that night is in contention for the greatest wrestling crowd of all time.
2: Yes. Cosign.
1: Yes. If you've never seen it, look up the Canadian Stampede and uh, WWE Network, July 97. Unbelievable crowd.
0: I'm trying to think. For WWE, slash F, um, the only other ones that would be in contention would be Chicago for the Punk seen a title change yeah that was that was really good crowd the team. first ecw one night stand mm-hmm. um yeah it's a pretty short list though because they don't do um you know i mean WWE, it, it, it's a bigger thing so they don't have that intimate you know kind of crowd off you know yeah and and today the the crowd's just not homogeneous at all so it's hard for that to happen
1: well the the reason I'm talking about crowd though is that um in oh, Philly battleground. for Battleground even you know at the time of the uh the Owen Styles match it hadn't been that bad of a show up to that point and they were like dead silent during that match
0: I, I, do you really, I don't think Reigns killed the town I mean that was a bad I could I mean that was a very bad night for the WWE. Make no mistake about it. But I don't I do not mean that in a negative way towards
1: Roman Reigns, by the way. I just think
0: that's like a tipping point, like they just haven't been the same. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. you know, Chicago has supplanted Philly, I think, in terms of like smarkiness. Mm -hmm. Um and I don't know. I mean, I like I said, I just don't think there was a lot of interest going into that pay-per-view. I mean, I, I heard, you know, Meltzer said, I'll give him this, and I guess it was true that. People were just dipped out and bought Rumble tickets <laughs> during the main event. <laughs> which, by the way, I don't hear those people complaining about WWE then if they're going like sheep to buy new tickets. I just think
1: Florida. it's ironic though because like if you're if you're a crowd that's supposed to be known as a smarky crowd like Philly is and the ECW heritage and all that, and you get a you get a match like Owens and Styles, which is like a smark's dream match, and they're like sitting on their hands.
0: Well, ECW crowds were always over. I, I could go off about ECW. crowds, Like, cheering for the heels, that predates ECW. I mean, if you go back and watch stuff like Halloween Havoc 89 when they boo the dynamic dudes out of the building, I mean, that's fun. Um, or, you know, the Rockers at SummerSlam 90, uh, they got booed against Power & Glory. Um, but, you know, ECW crowds were always notorious for, like, you know, just if, if it wasn't about them and look at me, they would sit on their hands. ECW crowds actually really have had a negative impact, I believe, on today's wrestling.
1: Damn it, Kyle. I always think I'm a smart pro wrestling fan. And then I do this podcast with you and you throw out like these old shows and you even know the towns they were in. You make me feel so insecure
0: about my wrestling fan. Well, I mean, you know, Philly used to be like, you know, it used to be like a, a, like you said, I just think the reputation is, you know, it's an, old, it's an older reputation. I, I don't think Philly is what it
1: once was. Well, we can't blame him for the uh, Punjabi prison match where nobody in the crowd could see anything that was happening. So, yeah. terrible way to end a show. Mm-hmm. You guys think? By the way, this has been trending on Twitter a lot lately. Do you think it's time to take the belt off Jinder now? Do you think he's worn out as welcome, or do you think it's no. still going well? Because I'm still on board,
0: personally. I'm interested here just for, to me because I brought this up. I I gender has not been the problem. The problem was Orton being programmed with him in a situation where the babyface wasn't going to get the title back and no one really wanted it to happen. Like I think if you put AJ stuff like all right, so we were going to talk about the brand extension as a whole. Smackdown, there's so much focus after this Battleground pay-per-view about wh- where did go wrong? What's happened to Smackdown? It was so kick ass in 2016. They went wrong and we've been very, very adamant about this. I think we were one of the first at the beginning of the year when they elevated that Wyatt Orton program to the top and made it the title program. That is where SmackDown fell off the rails. Bottom line, you could make the argument that AJ Styles should have just held the title through mania. And if you put him in that Orton role, I think Mahal's reigns a lot better because you can get better matches uh, with Styles and I think the crowdle just would care a little bit more with AJ being in there with Mahal as opposed to Orton.
2: Jinder's about to get a boost because he's going to be feuding with either Cena or Nakamura. Mm-hmm. And if it, for one, if it's Nakamura, he's going to get real heel heat. And if it's Cena, there there's going to be plenty of noise. And uh, either yeah. way, there, there are going to be some entertaining matches. I think Jinder's
0: presentation is great. Like the the introduction and stuff, I think I think it's great. I mean, he looks like a star, and you know the whole stigma. Oh, he used to be a jobber. I mean, I don't think that matters. I just think that he 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 won the title, and that was good. But then he just got stuck in this feud where you know, kind of with a weak baby face. I mean, who really cares if he used
1: to be a jobber? This is one of my biggest problems with Smarks is they'll complain about the product and you never get anything new. John Cena, he never loses. Roman Reigns, he's oh, a handpicked like guy. <laughs> and then they finally elevate a guy who was at the bottom of the card. And, yeah, we, and can the, can't oh, buy, yeah. we can't buy Jinder Mahal as champion. Yeah. Like what the hell? You cannot possibly be pleased by anything the company does. That That's a good take. <laughs> that's a good,
0: the, Yeah, you're right. Because, yeah, it's absolutely true. I mean, the Here's the thing with SmackDown. If Jinder wasn't champion now, what would you be doing? Like, I'm not saying it's like this home run and oh my God, like Jinder Mahal will, you know, win the Fez Flair Award, you know, in the in Meltzer's Awards. But like SmackDown, like I don't know what else they have. Let's say Styles, they had kept the title on them longer. Eventually, you do have to change the title. And you look at the rest scene is not around all the time. It's too soon for Nakamura. I, they I know, had to do something like this.
2: Well, and see, this is where I think they missed the boat on something special is Ms. should have stayed on SmackDown and he should probably be in the gender role right now as champion.
0: Uh, I entertain that. Yeah, I, I think, you know, you know where they really, you know, losing Ms. Really hurt SmackDown. I think we said this at the time was when Nakamura was introduced, it was opposite Miz and everyone was like, oh, Nakamura, Miz, that's Miz is the perfect guy, you know, to get, you know, Nakamura over as a top baby face on this brand. And then they moved Miz and then Ziggler was not a perfect guy in that role. That, that was not a good idea. Um, you know, Steve Austin just commented on that, actually.
2: Yeah. As, as speaking of Nakamura, I was going to say is uh, a lot of on my Twitter feed, uh, People thinking there's something wrong with him right now. Like he's not into well, it. Or... it.
0: There, there's no doubt. About it. It's it's funny. You got to call a spade a spade here. Like when it's funny that when, you know, guys who smart fans don't like produce bad matches, Oh, it's all on him. But if Nakamura has a bad match, all oh, this stupid WWE WWE is ruining him. You got to be fair. And he, he has, it goes back to his NXT run too. He has phoned it in quite a bit,
1: Nakamura. I am glad you guys we've been doing this podcast so long that we're starting to think alike because while you guys were just talking, that was the next thing I was going to bring up is Nakamura because when we're talking about the title and then we've got Cena-Nakamura number one contender match next week. I them. I do not know where they're going with this because I feel like obviously like the John Cena match with Jinder um, is what you would think they would do. But like I could see them going with Nakamura just because his run has fallen so flat and they might like kind of panic book and think we got to do something with him like now we got we to gotta put him in a title feud right now because of that and I was it kills me to do so because I've been a Nakamura fan for a long time uh, but man I, I do have to blame him for what's happened on the main roster yeah maybe he hasn't been put in the greatest feuds but I agree that he does
0: phone it in sometimes and I think battleground is a perfect example Oh, God, yeah. I mean, he was like, people, because what's the obvious smart knee-jerk? Oh, Baron Corbin sucks. Baron Corbin's had good matches. That's, I mean, he, he's not the great, look, he's not the greatest worker. He, and he never probably will be. But he's had good matches with, like, AJ or, like, Kalisto and stuff like that. I mean, you if Nakamura was, that's the thing. If you're a great worker, you have good matches with everybody. That was like, you know, like Ric Flair, the old thing. Oh, he could have a three-star match with a broomstick, you know. Um. Okay. I mean, other than Junkyard Dog and Ellie Gonte, like name a guy that Flair didn't have a good match with from like '84 to like '93. But you, you know, I mean, part of it's got to be on him. That match was awful at Battleground, and 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 he would. And it's interesting. He came. Nakamura was clearly more motivated in the SmackDown match, and it was it was better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I think I think it's a
1: the the topic has Nakamura lost it in WWE? Is oh, a I, I would.
0: It's relevant way- topic. The, the one good thing is, I mean, he comes across as a big star with the introduction. The introduction's very much over. It's just his in-ring work, and it goes back to NXT. I mean, other than the Sami Zayn match when he debuted, I mean, the matches with Bobby Roode were good, I'd say. But I thought the stuff with Joe was actually underwhelming. Yeah, it was okay, but it wasn't nothing. It was. It, nothing it, it, they, I mean, it yeah. wasn't like, you know match the year candidate stuff by, you know, any stretch of the imagination. Uh, what do you think happens with Cena Nakamura? What do we think because it did throw me for a loop because I just assumed oh seen is the contender and when they added Nakamura, I was like, hmm. Are they going to throw us for a curveball or do you know what I don't want to see is interference and they make it a three way. Mm-hmm.
2: That kind of what I'm expecting e- either that or interference where it sets up the losers, uh, uh opponent for SummerSlam.
0: Well, that would be okay. Well, the, the interest. So have you guys seen the SummerSlam poster? Okay. I saw SummerSlam. a headline about it, but I, I, I did not look at it. No. Okay. So the top four guys on it are the four guys in the raw title match underneath them, um, on the one side of Cena and Mahal then Nakamura is by himself on the other side. That doesn't mean all three of them are going to be in the world title match. I mean, seen as a guy who's going to be on a poster regardless. But um, it, it's interesting. They're all all three of them are featured on the SummerSlam poster. So, um, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean anything, but it could mean something.
1: My God, Nakamura is going to be the special referee. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wouldn't that be incredible? how great would that be? <laughs> if they Jinder, Jinder, special referee role, how pissed would people be? Well,
1: let me let me book the ending for you here. Jinder Mahal spits at Nakamura. Oh,
2: Nakamura here we swings go. The yeah. <laughs> swings the chair.
1: Yeah, swings the chair and connects with John Cena. There we go. One of my favorite finishes to any match ever. SummerSlam '97 was a great
0: pay-per-view, other than the, yeah, the beginning. The thing, the you know, uh, Steve Austin made. injury. Yeah, people romanticize about 97, but good Lord, was the undercard terrible for WWE that year?
1: Yeah, Triple H, Mankind uh, match. I, w- I think it might have opened oh, the show on
0: SummerSlam 97. That was a good good match. That was okay, but God, they have like freaking Godwins versus LOD and like Brian Pillman, who's like one of my all-time favorites. It just like breaks your heart to see the condition he was in at that point. Like just like he couldn't even freaking do like a sunset flip. Mm-hmm. You know, that Shamrock, the Shamrock Bulldog thing was whatever with dog food. But no, that is, and you know, it's funny. We talk about 12 minutes, 12 great minutes of a 30-minute match. That Bret Hart Undertaker match, it's pretty slow for the most part. But God, is that ending make up for it? I mean, that that is literally one of my favorite endings of any match ever. Just because the whole thing was, you know, as, as a 17-year-old, you knew Bret was going to win. But you're like, well, how's he going to win with Sean as the referee? And they, they found a way to make it work.
1: Yeah. I love 1997 WWF. I
0: could talk about it all night long. Yeah. We'll talk about it. But yeah. So what do we think? Do we think they're going to do the three-way for the I don't want to. I, I hope not. Yeah.
2: No, especially Which, since we got a fatal four-way on the other side. That yeah. that needs to be a singles. Would you be
0: more happy then? If not, what would, make, what, what would you like less? Nakamura losing or the three-way option? Like, if, mm. if Nakamura loses, would that piss you off less than doing the three-way?
2: L- loses to Cena next week or yes. loses to Jinder? Loses oh. to
0: Cena. I don't think either of them are beating gender. by the way. Hmm. Which would make me more angry? Uh, I mean, you don't
1: have to be angry, really. Yeah, by either you. of them would really make me angry. I, I wouldn't be that disappointed with either of them. I feel like... Cena's time is very limited and I know there was a lot of people complaining about this match is happening on SmackDown. I made a comment What's on Twitter thing that just
0: gets like <laughs> a different era and you're getting the match. Like, what do you care when it's getting like, yeah, there's no evidence that this is like a Hogan Goldberg thing where it was like a clear and egregious right. error to put that on free TV.
1: Yeah, I made a comment on Twitter. I wasn't criticizing it. I said, well, this must mean Cena's dates are pretty limited moving forward. Yes, I saw that.
0: That's very true. You're right. Because everyone
1: had been saying that Cena might be working less than people thought moving forward. And the fact that they are doing this match at SmackDown makes me think that's definitely true. Like, he might have very limited pay-per-views left. For sure. So, I guess with that in mind, I feel like probably Cena's going to go over.
0: And they want to give him the SummerSlam main event. I guess if he doesn't go over here, that's... The interesting thing, because with Nakamura, they have the fallback of a match with AJ Styles. Because the Styles, they're obviously blowing Styles Owens off. Because that's also going to by the way, I'm going to be in attendance for this show, by the way. Styles <laughs> Owens and Cena Nakamura. I'm, I'm um, looking forward to a good podcast next week. Yeah. So they're blowing, so Styles is wide open too. So would they do that at SummerSlam? I could see that.
2: Uh, yeah. Side note, speaking of Styles, that uh, triple threat with Jericho and Owen when uh, Tuesday was amazing.
0: Yes, it was, yeah, that was very good. Yeah, it was m- much better than the Styles. It, it was the best because Styles and Owens really hadn't been working well. You know, I had a, I, I was texting with a buddy of mine who said, he, you know, he's just really been disappointed with their matches. You, you'd think they'd be better. And uh, that was, you know, uh, you know, obviously somebody else was, they had another dance partner there on Tuesday. But yeah, it was the best of the, of the series speaking of which chris jericho
1: this guy is a master at playing the crowd like he doesn't stick around too long he leaves for a while he knows just when to come back so he gets a superstar reaction he he plays
0: it perfectly i'll I'll do a nitpick nancy though here i was a little uh, kind of like put off by like it was we got comedic jericho and like when he was coming out he referenced that you know the big injury angle that they did with him and owens like you know like shouldn't he be like coming after him and like just cost him? like it was kind of weird i just came out and like was looking to do comedy mm-hmm. in that spot it's true yeah, yeah i do I, dis- I was
1: legitimately surprised though i was yeah it's great that, it, that that didn't leak on the internet yeah you know, one of the few I, times you get i do
0: vehemently that's a pick on melzer again but i vehemently disagree with him that like because he's like oh it's weird that you know Jericho would come back and Owens wouldn't be the U.S. champion now. I I, I think that feud should not be for the U.S. title because if you just look at, like, Wrestling 101, Jericho's the babyface needs to avenge the Festival of Friendship thing and go over Owens. But Jericho should not be the United States champion. Mm -hmm. So uh, to me, it makes all the sense in the world to have that not a title match. And WWE is not good at having interesting matches that aren't for a title. I guess except, you know, Roman Strowman this year, but for the most part. Yeah. Like so Finn what? Balor, Bray Wyatt, for instance.
1: Oh, yeah. What do we think about uh, the the uh, raw four-way now at Summerson? Because in the last few shows we've done, we've been speculating a lot on, you know, we were really high on Samoa Joe being put in yep. a spot with Brock Lesnar. And uh, it seemed like he was probably going to be tossed aside after that Great Balls of Fire match. But uh, no, he is getting another run with Brock along with two other people in a fatal four-way. Are you guys okay with this? Or what do you think?
2: Uh, I'm okay with it, because kind of like the same thing with uh, Cena and Nakamura. Who knows when we're actually going to get these single matches? Because I want to see Lesnar go against all three of these guys, um, mano a mano. But who knows that he has enough dates to do that, Yeah, if the stories good. are right. So I, I, I'm i fine with it, it to be singles matches. But um, I, I'm actually honestly just really psyched for Joe to continue being in the main event pitcher.
0: Again, not to nitpick. God, the way Joe lost at Great Balls of Fire, it doesn't make it makes for a weird story. How Joe's like, I took you further than anyone's taken you before. Like, you know, it kind of like if they would have done the non-finish that we were kind of talking about when we previewed the show, that they probably should have done. I think that would have been better. Um, that's just a minor nitpick. Um, I I think it makes it more intriguing than us doing this four-way with all this the noise about. Lesnar possibly returning to UFC. There's a lot of options here, as opposed to just doing Lesnar in a straight up one on one match. Um, do we think he's losing the title? I do, and the fact yes, that I it's do. a four way makes he me won't. Think but still, he still
1: yes, that they're still sold on Brock Reigns at WrestleMania because they I don't think they're fight. doing it at
0: WrestleMania. That they should. The, the the match, and we we said it. I think we said it like right after WrestleMania, the match. And I don't care what people think they know about wrestling. But if you don't think that Roman Reigns versus John Cena is the match at WrestleMania, you don't really know. much. About That's it. true. That's true. Because they start they've been building that up on Twitter this week. Yes. And yeah. that to me, like those two guys, like those guys are good, like company soldiers. Yeah, I they're think- not going to start doing that if there's not something behind it. Well, I think they are still going to do
1: Brock Reigns just because they're doing the four way. So maybe it'll be a Rumble. Um, yeah, they can yeah, do the Survivor
0: Series. Yeah, it could happen in Survivor Series too. But uh, yeah, it all depends when Brock's going to leave. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I just think like doing that match at WrestleMania is going to be so anticlimactic mm-hmm. because everyone's going to know Roman's going over. I'd much rather see Reigns Cena at Mania. Yes. Yeah. Um I yeah I
1: do think I do think the title is changing hands but who's going to win it? I think
0: Joe or Reigns. I'm not sure which though at this point. Yeah, that's there's just a lot of options cuz Reigns has you know Strowman having beaten him a few times is a ready-made challenger. Joe having beaten him a few times is a ready-made challenger. And, and you know they've been I have, as much as people want to bitch about Reigns man I'll say it again He's not been well-booked. Everyone's like, oh, they do Reigns so many favors. No, they don't. They've been doing this toe-in-the-water shit for two years with them. Like, if you want to build the brand around him or the company, do it. Put the title on him. Yeah. And they're, like, afraid to.
1: I, I see Justin. He's got some strong thoughts on Roman Reigns.
2: I love the big dog. I love it. It's his yard. It.
1: If you guys are are watching on YouTube right now, if you've never noticed, I have this small collection behind me of Funko Pop figures. And I was at the local Target store the other day, and I was very close to buying a Roman Reigns Funko Pop to add
0: to the collection. To oh, put I'm here. buying a It's My Yard Solo Cup. So when I have parties, <laughs> like, I can walk around with an It's My Yard Solo Cup. <laughs> That's awesome.
2: I actually got into a very long argument with somebody uh, uh, this past weekend uh, where I had to defend Reigns for a very long time.
1: Hey, this person listens to the podcast, so just throw it out right now. Tim Jensen, <laughs> if you're listening. Justin, is, is, He is laying down the gauntlet right now. Kyle, <laughs> these two went back and forth at the George Tragos Luthes Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. American Alpha was at the table behind us as these two were arguing about this. And I was like... Why don't you guys just turn around and ask Jason Jordan what he thinks about Roman Reigns or Chad Gable? Ask ask them if Roman Reigns is overrated. Well, they're going back and forth, back and forth all night long. It was it was pretty entertaining.
0: I think that, that I wish I was there for that, man. That sounds good. I yeah. wonder if like Jordan and Gable could hear and we're just like, oh, boy. Like <laughs> they might have because there was not that many
1: people at this brewery at that point.
2: Oh. All, all I know is that my victory over Tim was more decisive than Reigns' victory over The Undertaker. Whoa. <laughs> oh, there
1: we go. We were, he's laying the groundwork right now. We said, we said uh, during this argument, I was like, we got to have Tim call into the podcast some week. And this has to be on the air. I was like, I wish this was the podcast right now. This Ooh. would be so entertaining if this was on there. But uh, Tim is not a fan. Our, our buddy Tim, our good friend Tim, is not a fan of Roman Reigns oh, whatsoever. Boy. That's too
0: so, bad. Yeah, he, <laughs> Shame. He, he really, really does not like him or John Cena. Oh, no. But so another reason I think they have to take it off Lesnar, though, there's just too many guys who need to be in the title picture on, the, on this Raw brand. And like Lesnar not being around, like just it, it. I don't know. I just think they need to take the title off of him. Especially yeah, as good to, as Raw has been. Yeah. Yeah.
2: We need we need to see that title on Raw every week. It, it's getting old him not being there. Mm-hmm. But, and uh, they've done this, they did this before. This whole Lesnar's only around every once in yeah, a while, and it sure. didn't really
0: work that time. Uh, again, show me the metrics where Brock Lesnar's has, has been a big difference maker. i thought it it worked for the
1: first few months like i I was okay with the thing where he wasn't on tv all the time it did make it feel kind of special for a while but uh, yeah it's that's worn out it's welcome i don't like it anymore it it was okay at first but not
0: for very long i I think i'm trying to think who's gonna win that it's really interesting like i could think like really anyone could win like i as much as I hate the multi-person match trope because it's just so overused, this is an interesting one because I you feel like they any of the four guys could win. Could could Reigns
1: go over hold the belt all the way till Mania and then they build that up Reigns Cena with Cena going for like the seventeenth championship against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania? I'd be
0: I'd be down with it because Reigns has so like I said has so many ready-made challengers you can do in these pay-per-views. Strowman, Joe, Balor. And are they going to link him to the shield, by the way? That's another thing we need to talk about. That makes me think he may not win it right away because they're obviously, you know, Ambrose and Rollins are teaming up. They're probably going to take on the bar at SummerSlam. That's the rumored tag title match there they'll go all out right and and link them all three together for maybe Survivor Series or something that would make sense doing elimination match. Mm -hmm. I have an idea on who could be a possible opposing trio for them. Like it's sharing a little bit. But what do do we think like that would do wonders for Reigns as a babyface? I think I I think that helps both Reigns and a shield reunion helps both Reigns and Rollins. Because people like the shield, but for whatever reason, don't like those two individually as much as baby faces.
2: All I know is I've had like three or four mini heart attacks during this podcast because I had internet problems earlier. And every time Kyle takes a thoughtful pause, I think, <laughs> I think it's, mine it's is frozen.
1: Frozen. I thought that a
0: second ago too. I thought it was frozen. Yeah, that just <laughs> that just too many years of substance abuse. But wow. <laughs> I approach being a father, I have turned hard to booze. It it's bad. <laughs>
2: Kyle walks into his house like Sandman enters the ring every week. Yeah,
0: that that is kind of what it's like. I'll tell you, my gut's getting there too, baby. Oh boy, I need to hit the gym. (laughs) Oh man! But what do we think? Are are they they're going to go to a full Shield reunion? Right? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Because they teased it at a house show too, with Reigns and Rollins. Wasn't it was at MSG? All I can say
1: is, looking at this four-way, outside of Brock, like any of those three would be fine winning the belt. Like, there's nobody Reigns, Joe Strowman. I would not be disappointed in any of them winning the belt. I, I
0: are we in agreement that Brock Lesnar coming out of SummerSlam as a champion is the worst option? That's the only thing that would make
1: me mad. Yes. Yeah.
2: Agreed.
0: So we got plenty
2: let- of
1: plenty of shows to. By the way, yes, I did say shows plural. We will be coming at you every week from this point on through SummerSlam. That is a promise. So we will have of plenty
0: of shows to talk about SummerSlam. I wanted to throw something out. I, I offered a tease. I didn't want to forget it. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Shield versus Balor Club at Survivor Series elimination match.
1: Oh, Justin is frothing Huge. at the mouth thinking about that. <laughs> I could see that.
2: Yeah. Uh, fine with that. So it, Would that be Babyface versus Babyface? I don't know.
0: I just, you know, I thought of it like who could the shield work against? And I don't know, like it'd be something interesting with that. Like, you know, some people bitch about Balor, um, how he's been used. I think for the most part, he's been kept pretty strong. He's just kind of been in quicksand. Mm -hmm. This Bray Wyatt feuds very uninteresting. I'll keep my streak up on this show. This will be the 37th consecutive week. I believe where I say Bray Wyatt needs to turn babyface.
2: <laughs> I agree with you there. I don't. I'm, I don't think the uh, feud is stale yet because I don't think it's really started yet.
0: Yeah, I just it just doesn't interest me. I guess is what I should say. But maybe I chose the wrong word.
2: Ooh, I don't know. I I think uh, SummerSlam with Finn coming out as the demon and uh, Wyatt with his big entrance. um You know, talking about how he's the god and eater of worlds, right. and then he's going to eat I, a loss.
0: I don't know; those promos just—I kind of cringe. Oh, I agree.
2: That, that's why he needs to turn babyface, is because yeah. he's a worthless heel now. Mm-hmm. They have neutered him.
1: Oh, well, we haven't seen the they, demon face paint in a year, so
0: that is coming. No, they've actually done a good job. Not—I um, mean, I guess there's been no situation that would even remotely call for it, but I, I think they've done good to not just rely on that too much. Because now, when they when he does it, it'll it'll mean something. Okay. I, I figured. If he challenged Lesnar, which I don't think they're ever going to do, um, that would be a time to pull it out because, you know, they need something. The problem with that is Vince McMahon just does not buy Finn Balor. As In his mind, he thinks his audience would not buy Finn Balor as a legitimate contender to Brock Lesnar because of the size. That's so the way Dan, Vince it's, it's like the Daniel Bryan thing all over again. Yes. Or he blames, I mean, to this day, he blames the, what SummerSlam was it? The one with Punk and Lesnar? He blames the bad buy rate on the fact that, oh, who thinks you know Punk could have beat Brock Lesnar? Yeah. 2013, it was. It was a great show, by the way. Yeah.
1: Well, I don't know. We'll see what happens, but uh, I agree. Bray needs to turn face. Uh, I'm not that down on the match with Bray and, and Balor, but I want to see where they go with Balor after that because he has been kind of like just Wandering around with not much direction, although we do have to mention the Drifter continues. Oh, to be. one
0: of the all-time great competitors. Continue, yeah, continues to be an amazing competitor in the WWE. Something hit me like a ton of bricks, though. Jack On Daniels. Today. Oh, what's okay. that? Jack Daniels. Yes, yes, exactly. But no, <laughs> have you have you noticed? There's been a little bit, and we warned when Ryan when we first started doing these podcasts a year ago, and we talked about how they needed to avoid copycat booking between the two brands because that they fell into that trap, the first brand extension. We're starting to see some signs of that. Um Aiden English and The Drifter are basically the same gimmick. Mm-hmm. It's guys who do singing to piss the crowd off. It's like a modernized Nikolai Volkov. And I mean, I like, you know, I love The Drifter and, and Aiden English, I mean, it, it is also a, a good undercard heel gimmick, but it's it's the same thing. Like both brand, you know, it just kind of hit me that like um you know they're very much copycat gimmicks they're not i mean you know
1: yeah well, smackdown has a ways to go because yeah pretty much the first uh 6 months of this podcast was us lauding smackdown as the better show and uh uh raw has definitely taken that mantle mm-hmm. lately so hey, yeah go ahead
2: I, yeah i got a question kind of random just in advance uh who's attacking uh brizanga
0: harper and rowan really all right that's the rumor i'd heard it's and it Cena makes because they're not doing anything with either of them mm-hmm. and i don't know what other options there are they're not going to do the usos um it's not gonna be the hype bros
2: Ooh, that wouldn't be bad though
0: we know it's not the ascension because they they were in any money concert <laughs> um
2: so, that was so good know. by the way i, know, so I actually
0: good. don't this is like the only time I've ever enjoyed the Ascension, but um. So I, I don't know. Like SmackDown does need it. They, Jesus Christ, they've broken up so many teams on both these brands. They need more tag teams now. Um. So you know, somebody had thrown that out. It, it could be a reunited Harper and Rowan, and I can see that. It would fit their characters, and you know, because here's the other thing too. When New Day's done with the Usos, they need a new heel team to work with, and there's no other heel team on the brand. The colognes are out the pasture, which I can't say that (laughs) really I'm weeping over, but you know that there needs to be a new heel team on the brand and you know, Harper and Rowan just mm, don't think there's a lot of room for them to get over singles. Yeah, which is a Uh, shame in Harper's case.
1: I, uh, I want to close with Canadian stampede 20 year anniversary, but before we get to that, got to mention, um, they finally announced the air date for the Ric Flair 30 for 30 yesterday and uh i think we've all been looking forward to this for a long time god they've been advertising this for what like a year year and a half finally it's going to air this november i think was the was the date what was the actual air day i can look it up.
2: seventh i believe november 7th
1: yeah so we've been we've been kind of waiting for a a really good wrestling theme 30 for 30 you know knowing bill simmons was kind of behind this project in the beginning he's a he's a noted big pro wrestling fan uh I'm really looking forward to this. Uh the preview looked pretty good. I know Kyle's
0: looking forward to it. He's a big Ric Flair mark. Oh, the the, the the you know, there'll be some romanticizing about it and stuff. I'm trying to look for something. Somebody tweeted something really funny about this 30 for 30. I'm looking forward right now. So, so speaking of
2: Bill Simmons, he's uh working on an Andre the Giant documentary yes. right yes. now, too. Which, yeah, because he's on I'm really look- picture. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the Andre doc. That's gonna be really good. Yeah, I think yeah, I'd heard about that too.
1: So there's some good uh, mainstream pro wrestling stuff in the works, but uh, yeah, the Flair Thirty for Thirty that should be that should give us some good talking points come November when uh, this podcast should be up to I don't know show sixty or seventy by then. I don't even know how many shows we've had at this point. We're like mid forties. I know that we have done a show almost every single week since last July, except for the last few weeks. They have been pretty barren, so we do apologize for that. But uh, we're getting back on the saddle now. So, uh, yeah, Kyle, you got your tweets or you want to move on no, to Canadian hey, stampede? It's
0: so hard to find. Hold on one second. I'm trying <laughs> to find it.
1: It was really, it, it's probably not even to be nearly as good as when I do find it. Uh, amateur hour here on top Roman nation. You guys. Yeah. So, okay.
2: Okay. So I was really proud of myself on Saturday when we were at this craft brewery with, uh, but that Jason Jordan and Chad Gable were also at, I went to the restroom in, in, in I go to wash my hands and Jason Jordan's right there. And first off, I'm happy because I didn't try and shake his hand after just getting done peeing, so that was a bonus. And all I said to him was, uh, uh, "Holy shit, it's Jason Jordan!" Uh, Really going to miss the uh, American Alpha hot tags, but I'm looking forward to see what happens with you. And he's like, "Hey, thanks, man." And then he hugged me really tightly. (laughs) Okay, that part didn't happen, but arrested.
1: <laughs> they hugged, they had a, a manly embrace and then they
0: joined each other for a couple of IPAs. and What do we think about him as the uh son of we, we didn't really even talk about that. I don't hate it at all. I think it's entertaining. I like it.
2: I dig really? it. I think I think there's I think there's something underneath it too. I think there's something else going on. Like, you think he's going to turn? Yeah, yeah, I do. Eventually. Yeah, I do. Okay. He was super aggressive on Monday. Super aggressive.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously going in, I think there was a rumor that uh, Gable was going to be uh, the illegitimate son. Like, this had been floating around, and I'd heard actually a couple of podcasts talk about it, like, right before it happened. Like, oh, there's no way this is going to happen. No way Chad Gable's going to be the the son of Kurt Angle. And the way it happened, I like the curveball they threw with Jason Jordan. And uh, another, by the way, another listener of the show, former staff member of Top Rope Press, he tweeted me right after uh, the Jason Jordan, Kurt Angle thing happened, and uh, he is from that area of the country where the uh, affair or supposedly happened with Kurt Angle, and he was like, this would be a good uh, topic. This is Anthony Valvo who who sent this in, and he's like, because I I went to that college, and there really is not much to do around there, so it is totally believable that Kurt Angle would have knocked up a woman accidentally, because there's not much else to do in this town, so... Hey, it makes sense logically, too.
2: Also, real quick, in, in case for some weird reason there's somebody at WWE listening to this, holy shit, please change his theme music.
0: Oh, yeah, that's bad. The
1: American Alpha theme music is bad. <laughs> the worst theme music in the last several years. All
0: right, let's talk Canadian Sam. So I can't find a sweet. It was something about, like, imagine Dave Meltzer covering for a guy who shit himself at the bar. <laughs> that's the 30 <laughs> for 30 commercial. Uh-huh. Do you think
1: Dave Meltzer is going to be on the show? Because he is kind no, of...
2: because
0: WWE has a relationship with ESPN. Yeah, okay, I could see that. I guess, but he is like Maybe, a good, I don't good I him. Him. Did he say anything about it? I can't remember.
1: I, I haven't heard him say anything about it. I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, closing up here. 20th anniversary in your house, Canadian Stampede. Um, as a as a teenager, easily my favorite in your house pay per view they ever did. Um, <laughs> to that point in time, I don't remember ever hearing a crowd. That, that that was that into a show. If you go back and watch it, you know, the whole USA Heart Foundation Canada versus USA storyline. It's definitely the storyline that switched the WWF's fortune at the time, kind of mm-hmm. turned around business. And uh, god, the way Calgary responded to the Heart Foundation, like legitimate hometown heroes. I always think of the footage it was like the next month but i think brett had landed in toronto or something and he was at the airport with the title belt and you would have thought he was like one of the beatles or something the way he came out like he was in a limo and he was holding up the title and there was like hundreds and hundreds of people there to see him and when you watch that show in calgary in july the ovation that brett gets when he comes out like they all came out individually i think pillman came out nightheart came out the bulldog owen and then brett when brett comes out that place is you've never heard a crowd reaction like this before. No,
0: it was just great how like every with each passing introduction, it was like a build to Brett. Like everyone got yeah. a little bit bigger of a reaction. Um, yeah. And it, it, Brett was the crescendo.
1: Yeah, it was. He hadn't wrestled much um, in the previous couple months before that. He, he had he'd knee been surgery. Yeah. yeah he had
0: hurt because they, they had to call the Shawn Michaels match off at King of the Ring, um, which was going to get called off anyway, because they got into the fight backstage. But um, yeah, he He hadn't worked in a couple months cuz cuz they were also sell yeah they were selling the injury cuz of the, the Austin ambulance thing and stuff and then he actually did a knee surgery yeah,
1: and he actually probably came back early from that injury. Um I was listening to Bruce Pritchard talk about this on his podcast and he said that you know Brett probably wasn't ready to come
0: back at that point but there's
1: no way obviously he's going to miss yeah, this. oh yeah, I mean, the they had to do that, yeah. And yeah, so Steve Austin by the way
0: Steve Austin's performance in that 10 man tag cannot be understated how great it was especially yeah. in the aftermath when he's handcuffed and he's flipping off the crowd <laughs> like that is incredible the ending to
1: that show when the heart foundation wins and the whole family comes in the ring and like more and more people pritchard said that uh they didn't know if the ring was gonna be able to hold that many people so many people got in the ring they thought it might collapse wow. uh but uh there was people jumping in the ring that weren't even related to the hearts. I've heard several people from the family (laughs) tell stories where like some kid jumped in the ring and they're like, who the hell is this kid? And like, are we related? It's like, no. And like, well, just enjoy yourself kind of thing. Like nobody's going to know if you're related to the hearts or not. Uh, but that is probably one of my top three or four favorite
0: endings to a a WWE pay-per-view. It's one of the best pay-per-views of all time. Yeah. And it is criminal that ecw's barely legal won the best pay-per-view award over that oh for 97 yeah just because it was their first
1: pay-per-view yeah no that that was that was to me the best show of
0: 97 match show yeah i well, believe when, was that the last that was the last two hour in your house yeah, i was gonna say it was a two-hour show so yeah it was, it was the last two hour in your house
1: yeah, but uh, by the way, Justin, at the Hall of Fame last weekend, I read online uh, Bruce Hart was there. I did not see him. Did you see Bruce Hart there?
2: I did not see Bruce Hart there, nor did I see Sabu.
1: Now, apparently Sabu showed up l- really late to the show. We didn't see him. And then uh, someone had written Bruce Hart was there, but I feel like I would have recognized Bruce Hart, but I didn't see him. But who knows? Brett's been there a couple times. Nine months and all you can, the best you can do is Bruce. Remember that great Bobby Heenan line? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, you know, Bruce Bruce was involved in the in the finish at Canadian Stampede, so. Of course he was. Got to, got to work him in somehow. Yeah. Right, so check it out, guys. If you've never seen Canadian Stampede, it's worth the watch, at least the main
0: event. Um, outside
2: um, of that a,
1: match.
0: They, there isn't a bad match. I mean, the Triple H and Foley have a fun brawl to start it. You get great Sasuke. WWE is one and only. WWE pay-per-view appearance. And then yeah. um, Undertaker Vader's even pretty fun as the title match. Yeah, so you can watch the whole two hours. Was supposed to be Undertaker Ahmed Johnson in that spot but surprise surprise i'm at johnson got hurt (laughs) yeah good show
1: though really good show 20 year university worth the watch just for uh for that so grab yourself an adult beverage kick back watch the heart foundation at their best all right any closing thoughts guys before we sign off for the night looking what are you looking forward to this weekend any you guys got any nostalgic uh wrestling added to your list that you're going to be checking out on the network in the coming days
2: I'm going to be busy going to Guns N' Roses on Sunday. Oh, good for you. That's
1: right. Good. Excellent. That's sweet. Minneapolis, right?
2: Yeah. Oh, Although I will be going back to that uh, uh, Up Up Down Down bar where they were playing a uh, uh, Randy uh, Savage DVD the entire time I was there, which was awesome. You should go. Is that Sunday you said? Uh, Sunday's a concert. I'll be going to that bar on Saturday night.
1: You know, there's the NXT show in Minneapolis Saturday night. What? Yeah, just throwing that out. And Sean Michaels is going on this tour as a producer. So, my God, I will actually be in Minneapolis this weekend as well. So, I, I, I'm going to a uh, kind of like a, an informal gathering with with some friends for well, like a birthday party. And then there's like a couple shower I'm going to. And so I I looked at the calendar and I was like, Should I go to the NXT show Saturday night? Could I work that in with the wife? Be okay? I haven't decided. Yeah, but definitely a Saturday night in Minneapolis, so maybe you can go, Justin. Can you talk your wife into spending
2: the money? I don't think I can talk to my buddies who I'm going to be even to going.
1: Oh, your wife's not going?
2: No, no, she's got to work. Yeah, okay. But, and by the way, Kyle, you got to keep the sunglasses on. It throws me off when you reveal your secret identity.
1: I like just throw, I like doing weird things that throw you off every time because he gets a reaction. I like it because I can see his computer screen and the reflection. is so I can see him like scrolling on Twitter. So I'm, like he's looking for this Ric Flair tweet, and it's scrolling and scrolling and scrolling.
2: Oh, it, really? <laughs>
1: totally can see it. All right, guys. Well, hey, thanks for your support. We appreciate it. Again, subscribe on YouTube. Check us out every week. We'll be back next Thursday with a show. Um, Subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. We really appreciate that. TopRowPress.com for all your wrestling needs. And we'll catch you guys next week. Have a good weekend.